Hello everyone and welcome to yet another episode of the Counterpoint podcast. A few weeks back we discussed about the novel coronavirus outbreak and its impact on the China smartphone market. Since then a lot has happened. The virus has quickly spread across Spain, Italy, Japan and South Korea among other countries. In fact, the infection has been spreading so fast that the World Health Organization has declared the virus as pandemic. And with that being said, the smartphone industry, the travel and aviation, component manufacturing have all been disrupted due to the coronavirus. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about the impacts of coronavirus on the auto industry. I'm your host Ritesh and to talk more about today's topic we have our consulting director Vinay with us. Hi Vinay. Hi Ritesh and hello everyone. Great. So Vinay can you just give us a brief idea on how the auto industry has been performing for the past few months? Sure Ritesh. You know when 2020 started the auto industry has already undergoing a lot of transformations and a lot of disruptions. as a result of uh, you know uh, artificial intelligence and uh, more uh, progressing towards uh, autonomous uh, developments so clearly there were also uncertain trade environments that were there especially with the confrontation between china and the us and all of these had resulted in a in a sort of a more moderate growth for the industry and then early 2020 we've already seen the challenges that have come up uh, with the uh, coronavirus outbreak which is affecting supply chains and uh, totally disrupting a lot of the OEM manufacturing and the supply chain around the world and uh, this is resulting in a tremendous amount of scrambling as well as a uh, revised forecast that uh, every automaker and every supplier is beginning to make as a result of the impact that is being felt so has the coronavirus outbreak negatively impacted the auto industry so clearly what uh, we are seeing now is is that with the disruptions that have been taking place in the manufacturing centers as you know wuhan was uh, the center uh, of china's automotive uh, manufacturing hub and most of the suppliers and most of the uh, japanese manufacturers had their production centers over there where we saw a tremendous amount of uh, uh, production reschedulings as well as lockdowns as a result of which huge chunk of volume uh, for the last few months has been lost uh, where we are really beginning to see the impacts are in uh, certain uh, manufacturers like Fiat Chrysler, Hyundai, uh, General Motors and Nissan which have also had to shut down their facilities as a result of uh, not receiving uh, components into their centers. In February, Fiat Chrysler had to temporarily shut down its plant in Serbia. Hyundai had to suspend uh, production in seven plants in South Korea and General Motors Korea also had to suspend their assembly line uh, with the you know part supply hit by the virus uh, in the middle of February. Jaguar and as far as Europe where we saw even Jaguar Land Rover getting affected with its UK uh, factories not receiving parts uh, which come out of China. If you come to think of it China is truly the manufacturing center for the world. and uh, it is estimated that more than 80% of the world's auto supply chain is linked to china in some way or the other in 2018 the total imports from china of our auto components part was estimated 34 billion 
In 2019, it is estimated that's about around 50 billion, of which uh, the, 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 the biggest importer is, of course, the United States, which imports almost $11 billion of auto parts from China, and followed by Japan, which is around 3 billion. And we have South Korea, which is about uh, 1.56 billion. India also has uh, almost 27% of its components imported from China and is valued at about 2 billion. So as you can see, when China catches cold, the whole world uh, starts to sneeze. And uh, we are having uh, clearly uh, an issue where we haven't yet felt, had the full impact, given that uh, currently most suppliers have had to rely on their pipeline, their existing inventories to uh, manage supplies. Uh, there's been a lot of scrambling and a lot of premium freights through air freights, as well as uh, through paying premium shipment freights uh, to, uh, to ensure that these plants were running. But clearly, that has run out. And uh, fortunately, uh, with uh, China seeming to have uh, brought things under control and with these uh, manufacturing centers coming back on track, uh, we're beginning to see that trickle in into the system and into the supply chain. However, they're not at full speed. And uh, these disruptions will be felt for quite some time more. And uh, it will be a few months before we see some stability. So clearly there is some dependency on China, which is exposing weakness for automakers. So is there any way where the production can be shifted to other countries? So the way in which the industry has been looking to uh, deal with the situation is to try to see whether they can source parts from other markets. Clearly, the way in which the uh, the, the, the economic losses and the uh, production, as well as uh, the impact that it has had in terms of market share and in terms of, uh, you know, meeting customer demand, uh, most automakers have now had to relook at their sourcing strategy. And uh, there have been uh, opportunities that uh, certain, certain other markets around the world have begun to now look attractive. Uh, for example, uh, we have seen that a lot of the Japanese car makers have started to now look at uh, Mexico as a proposed solution. You know, Mazda already is looking at supplying uh, a number of its components uh, from uh, Mexico. Even the Tata Motor, uh, Toyota and Nissan Motor Companies also have been looking at Mexico for some time to bring costs down and to also have a, have a hedge against any supply disruptions could occur from China. And given that the current uh, issues that we are seeing with trade agreements and trade uh, relationships, that particular strategy was already being considered. Uh, and I think the coronavirus has just accelerated that approach given the disruptions that are being realized right now. So clearly the opportunities for these markets are high. Even it offers an opportunity to South Asian countries like uh, Vietnam and for India, where uh, a lot of manufacturing for vehicles has been happening for years. Uh, but clearly the question comes is, is that are they technology equipped? Are they work uh, skills and the labor force? Do, do they have the necessary environment for doing business and for uh, trade agreements that allow for the import and export seamlessly? to ensure that there is non-disruptive uh, supply along the uh, global uh, supply chain. So clearly, the, the world will have to have a relook. Uh, there will be a rationalization. 
there will be a shift of production from uh, you know from from around the world and uh, we should see uh, more and more governments as well as uh, markets looking at policies that could possibly encourage uh, this once we see all this uh, coronavirus impact uh, coming uh, under control okay and what are the kind of countermeasures that automakers have been taking so when you say countermeasures uh, uh, in terms of ensuring that uh, supplies are not disrupted or uh, you know the there's no more corona outbreak uh, a lot of these uh, you know car makers uh, especially in china have started to actually make even uh, decide to do production of you know coronavirus masks if you have uh, uh, you know seen that there have been announcements where even uh, uh, BYD a uh, chinese uh, you know company which is manufacturing cars had announced that it would produce masks and disinfectants at their factory we've had saic gm wuling also announced that it would produce masks that could uh, prevent the virus infection via respiration uh, and even great wall um, uh, great wall motors uh, is working uh, with one of its suppliers who's an interior part supplier to install mass productions uh, in in their uh, facilities uh, in Guangxi. So this this a lot of activities that are resulting in uh, uh, ensuring that uh, the capacity and the technology and the workforce that they have could do some alternate production at this time and take that opportunity. In another situation looking more downstream, uh, if you look at uh, the way uh, traffic to the dealerships has now almost uh, come to a halt the dealers too have had to have different alternative ways to engage with their customers and uh, along in supported uh, you know with their OEMs they're looking now at digital strategies to uh, provide uh, information and consideration of the brand uh, experience uh, through virtual reality and through through online uh, uh, opportunities as mentioned we uh, you know the auto shows uh, that are uh, around the world were uh, cancelled as a result of the coronavirus uh, the geneva motor show being a major one and uh, what the automakers have done is is that they have looked at online reveals and also looked at engaging with more and more customers through digital medium to be able to provide that uh, announcements and to, uh, to ensure that the launches go on you know here in uh, in india we've had a recent uh, reveal of the new hyundai creta 2020 model where they actually had the media in batches and uh, you the venue in which the reveal was held you know for every uh, after every batch uh, there would be a total disinfectant and a sterilization of the venue before the next uh, program so these are turning out to be new formats these are turning out to be new approaches and uh, taking advantage of digital uh, solutions and strategies to be able to engage as well as keep things online seems to be a way forward and what was our earlier forecast with respect to auto sales like for this year and how much has the coronavirus impacted so clearly the coronavirus being right at the beginning of the year the impact was felt almost immediately and uh, where uh, you know uh, earlier 
We at Counterpoint had estimated that uh, in 2020, uh, we would expect, uh, you know, a short uh, sort of uh, contraction from uh, 2000, uh, you know, uh, 20, given uh, the first month uh, sales that was seen. But clearly, with more and more uh, volumes getting dropped with China, which is the world's largest market, seeing almost a 90% drop in February, we are now expecting the contraction to be as high as almost 5% as a base case. Earlier, it was expected to see a contraction of around, uh, you know, 2% uh, growth in the market. But now, uh, after the first month and now after February, uh, that has been raised to about 5%. And if the prolong, if the situation prolongs, then in a pessimistic case, uh, we would see almost, uh, as uh, we may see the, down, the, the drop get almost into double digits. So clearly, uh, there's a lot to be done. There's a lot of expectations on countermeasures. There's a lot of expectations on rationalization. Uh, we will see more and more, uh, you know, uh, small suppliers as well as medium suppliers possibly go through disruptions that uh, may be more long term. But clearly, uh, the industry is going to go through a tremendous amount of uh, rationalization as we move forward in the months ahead. And lastly, Will partnerships and joint ventures help to be a strategic option for automakers? You know, even before the pandemic uh, that we've seen right now, uh, what we're going to be observing is, is that more and more automakers, suppliers have had to collaborate because of the disruptions that were taking place through technology. With more connected vehicles, with more electric vehicles, and moving forward to autonomous vehicles, automakers have had to join uh, hands with technology companies, either through alliances, even through mergers and acquisitions, and even through clean uh, clear buyouts, where they have had to acquire technology to meet uh, the demand uh, of the customers' trends that are being uh, insisted upon. What we're also beginning to see now is, is that uh, most OEMs are preferring alliances uh, rather than, uh, you know, uh, any mergers and acquisitions, uh, given that, you know, the technology is changing quite rapidly, the investments required being quite high, and the uh, development and the uh, technology and the regulations changing fairly rapidly. So with a view to be uh, to mitigate as well as to share all these investments and costs, having alliances and uh, having uh, agreements uh, would be the way forward. And uh, the coronavirus is just uh, uh, making that, that pressure point even higher, given the amount of uh, investments that will now have to be made uh, to uh, get out of the situation and for the countermeasures post uh, uh, the coronavirus uh, situation. Well, Vinay, I think that was an interesting conversation. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Ritesh. It was a pleasure. And with that, I would also like to thank our listeners for tuning in. You can also follow the CounterPoint podcast on other streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcast, TuneIn Radio and SoundCloud to listen to our previous episodes. Thank you.